0: What's up, my sad, sad buddy? What's going on? So some say I'm a bad teammate. You know, there's rumors of that going on. But some say, I like to build character. Character, I'm talking character. And tomorrow we get what everybody loves, and it's so poetic, and it's so fantastic of a word. Game seven, and I'm not talking about NBA game seven. I was talking about NHL, cracking in the boards, shooting the puck in the net. Game seven, hockey. Philadelphia Flyers against the New York Islanders. How you feeling, my lonely Islander brother? I hate you. <laughs> Why? Hate is such a strong, ugly word. Why the hostility, my friend? Uh, bad, bad. Like
1: you're a bad guy. Like that. Um, Dallas. Um, came back. They they also blew a three one lead. They went to overtime. And yeah, two now, game
0: sevens tomorrow. How beautiful yeah, is that?
1: Like, actually, no. There's one game. Actually, there's two game sevens going on right now. So after that, um, you're gonna have um, Vegas
0: versus um, the Canucks. Um, wow, two game players. sevens tonight and a game seven tomorrow. Sign me up. That, that um Dallas blew a three one lead but luckily
1: they won it overtime the so they're going to the Western conference finals. Um Vegas is gonna be playing Vancouver at eight thirty because the game just ended in overtime, so you're gonna have that. Of course, Vegas yeah. is trying to make sure that they they don't get eliminated after they blew a three one series lead and they are in a game seven and tomorrow, um the Islanders are going to try to also not lose the Sears after going up three games to one.
0: But Ain't that embarrassing, um, you think?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: You're up 3-1, and, and, and you just can't crack down the door? Yeah, um, it's
1: happened before. Um, History note, in 2010, uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Philadelphia Flyers were down three games to none for the Boston Bruins, came back and won three Four straight games, advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals, when they eventually lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. So, so that, know, that means history suggests
0: that Philadelphia Flyers bust that ass tomorrow. This is not the first. Also, this is not the first time Elaine
1: um, Vigneault, the head coach of the Flyers, came back against Barry Trotz um, in two thousand and I believe I want to say fourteen. No. 2015, actually. Um, the Capitals were off three games, to one against the Rangers. They came back and they moved on to the Eastern Conference Finals as well. Jesus. So Ringo has come back against Barry Trotz a few times.
0: So if you're if you're Barry Trotz, are you doing, you know? Um, and, and, and exciting speech tomorrow, or are, are you just Barry letting emotions Trotz. be raw and just let them go out the? Barry Trotz has already said to the media that he is
1: telling he's giving a pre a speech today to his players for tomorrow. They had a practice today. We gave a speech to his players. We don't know what it is, so we're going to
0: find out if the players respond tomorrow. Um, what is the point of, of a pre-game speech before the game?
2: Get the
1: players it's to get the players motivated, get the
0: players to understand the significance of what happened. Yeah, but but record. but you should do that day of the game. You 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 wanna have them pumped day of the game. Not not before the game. Not not day before the game.
1: Mary Trotz knows his team, so he, he knows
0: what he's doing, so. Does he really though? Does he really know what he's doing? Because if he knew what he was doing, he wouldn't be in this situation. Just, just want to put it out there. You can also look at Dallas
1: and Vegas. They put themselves also in that position as
0: well. So. Yeah, but your your happiness doesn't infringe on that game though. So. <laughs> um, the Yankees bullpen keeps keeps being trash. You no, know, it's 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 the kind of bullpen that that just means you want to punch them all in the face, kick them all in the nuts. You know, throw them, throw them all down 10 flights of stairs. They're trash. they trash, garbage. they trash. This whole Yankee team, I'm sorry. Listen, you can beat up on these Orioles, and they're not even doing that. If they lose one game. Oh, my God. Now, spin on a second. If they lose one game out of the three against the Miami Marlins, I'm sorry. That's a problem. That's a big-time problem. You got seven more games against the Orioles after tonight. You got three against the Marlins. Three against the Red Sox. I I hate to break it to you right now the way the Yankees are playing, the Blue Jays should win a minimum of six out of ten. I'd be shocked if the Yankees win that season series. So which means you gotta sweep the Marlins. You gotta sweep the Red Sox. And you gotta win. If they lose tonight, which is a big possibility that they got to win the next six out of seven.
1: I agree. I, I couldn't say that. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. The Yankees are not win the World Series way they're playing. I'm sorry. In fact, I'm going to take it a step further. I don't even think they're even going to make the playoffs the way they're
0: playing. And a month back, the smart person on this podcast... It didn't even have them winning the World Series. So I knew it back then. I'm telling you, the way this team is, alright? And ch- and now we have another extra in games. Of course on not day we have a doubleheader. Of course. Of course we have X rings. Of course. It has to happen. Um but tonight we are talking to the food man, the b- the cool cat of Ball Nine, Mr. Food Guy Michael. So we're gonna ask his we're gonna ask his top five of fast food and his top five of desserts and you're gonna get ours too. Um this guy is just mad funny on Twitter. He he's creative, he's smart, and uh, he he's just a true guy. So if you're not following him, what's wrong with you? MJ Torres, twelve thirty. Just, just, just hit that follow. You know, three thousand one hundred and eighty followers is not enough. You know, you know. Let's get that to four k. Also, um, I love, I love him and his wife
1: going like trying different food products. I really enjoy that. That is actually pretty
0: fun. That's super, super cool, man. Mhm. Um. Also, fun fact:
1: Before you laugh, teams that force a game seven in hockey, only win the series 50% of the time. It's a stop that I found out. And yeah. I heard a little bit of Rick DiPietro, Patrick, Rick DiPietro on DCR talk about the Islanders. He, and I listened to the podcast, he said that he feels confident the Islanders are going to win game seven.
0: I, I'm also sure he was doing. confident that they'd win five and six too, so you can't. Can't really put much into that. He's a, he, no he, a biased boy, man. I'm gonna go out on the limb. I'm gonna
1: say the Islanders win game seven tomorrow. Of course, you are. I'm gonna say the Islanders win somewhere on the score of four to three, and they're gonna win overtime.
0: Serious and question, serious state. question. Right now, what makes you think the Islanders are gonna win tomorrow based on the last two games they played?
1: Totally dominate that game. Totally.
0: So, so they, they lost. They win. lost. Well, what does it matter? Let, let me
1: let me finish before we bring Mike on quickly. I understand they lost, but they re- they've been the better team throughout the series, and I think it's time around, I think they're going to go their way. They're going to they're going to shut down, and I think you're going to see Thomas Rice and Bonava. I think the Islanders are going to win this game. They're going to win this series. And they're going to go off the face Tampa. I'm putting in the atmosphere. They are going to win game seven tomorrow. Now, we'll table the hockey talk later. We got a guest.
0: Let's bring in Michael J. Torres. And Gary Sanchez on third base, top of the eighth, 4-4. And let's hope they can try to manage a win because they suck. We are here with the food guy, Mr. Michael Torres of Ball Nine. Michael, how has the day been going? Currently 4-4, top of the eighth. And, yes, Jonathan Holder is warming up. So I think the Yankees got to put up like 20 runs this inning.
2: Yeah, it's going to swell. Gary Sanchez is our runner, which is, is probably the funniest <laughs> thing about the whole situation. You know, yesterday we had Tyler Wade. Today we get Gary Sanchez. Luckily, though, the first pitch went in the dugout. He got to third. So now he's just got to waddle down, you know, the last 90 feet. We'll be fine.
0: I would love to know what Tyler Wade was thinking yesterday. My man, the ball gets hit to the outfield, right? He didn't go. Then as soon as it gets caught, he's, he's, he's halfway to third base. Like, this is... I I get it. Se- seven in the games equals Little League Baseball. But you shouldn't have to have a Little League mindset. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Like,
2: come on. There's, there's only... You know, especially him. Like, he's a utility guy. He's getting paid to... Fill in, you know, get a couple of bats when people are hurt and run the bases. That's the main thing he's here for. So, yo,
1: Mike, uh, it's your boy James. I know you follow me, Black Rebirth. What's going on, brother? What's up, James? How are you, sir? Good, good, good. Listen, you know what's funny? I was actually supposed this time I was to be in Florida, but you know, COVID said nah, bro. you are not going to Florida this year. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie though, man. Um. See, seeing how the Yankees playing, they are playing like absolute garbage, and it's really, really annoying. But i got to ask you this question. Um, you love food. You're the food guy. Every time I see you on Twitter, you're posting food, and you're making me hungry doing that work. God damn it. So i got to ask, what time you went for food in the first place?
2: I, I was literally born into food, man. I wish I had a cooler story. My mom was into food. My father was into food. I was the... F- The food kid, the food teenager, and now I'm the food guy. One day I'll be the food old man. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just my whole life. And I went to college, I tried to do something else. I said I was going to get out of the business, man, but it's just what I do. It's what I'm good at. It's what I like doing. So, you know, I'm food at work. I'm food where I'm not working. I'm the food guy for ball nine, doing behind the dish. My whole life is just food.
0: Have you entered yourself in any food eating contest?
2: I've never, okay, so I have done some food eating challenges, and never been able to not finish one, but I've never done, like, a, like, a Nathan's contest, I don't think I'm built like that, man, that's just, that's different, that's not eating, that's like, I don't know what that is, I don't know, I don't know what they're called, but
0: I wouldn't call it eating. Competitive beastfulness. <laughs> yeah, so good, man. You know, just
2: watching Joey Chestnut, you know, every year, and I love watching it, but, you know, his eyes are bulging out of his head. The guy looks like he's half near death. And, and then I can't imagine the 48 hours
0: that come after that. I can't imagine. Well, well, looking at that documentary, him, 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 him and his brother was training in Pennsylvania all year for that. You know, he was eating, he was eating meals and meals and meals a day. There was a story where him and his dad were coming home. They would... They would each eat a full pie of pizza to themselves. Then they would go home, and his mom would cook the whole family dinner. And then the mom's like, the mom's like, I had no idea they ate. If I if I knew they ate before they came home, I would have never made them dinner. Reminds <laughs> me of a kid growing up. My mom used to cook like that. I'm surprised we're not all three hundred pounds. metabolism, man. Metabolism. Now, Mike. Now, my question is: Your wife into food too? So
1: that I see you guys posting a lot of like food challenges. Do you encourage your wife
2: though? Because, like, how does that work between you and Tara? So, Sarah just loves what I do. She's the most supportive woman in the world, man. Every crazy idea I get, everything I want to do, she's just like, let's do it, let's go. Sarah's a nurse, man. That's what she does. Um, but she can cook, you know, and, and she can throw down and she can eat. You know, we're, I mean, we have a thing where we go to a restaurant and we order our food and we try to see if we can get the waiter to tell us that this isn't too much food for two people. It's like a little game we play, to... And we get disappointed because... Because that's how we eat. We're like, we're gonna take three
0: appetizers, four entrees, and then you know, ten minutes later, bring out two of these sides, and
2: then after that, desserts. You know, I, I eat like Matthew McConaughey orders martinis in the Wolf of Wall Street.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what what whatever keeps the marriage fresh? Um, those those Yankee medals that I saw you post a couple weeks ago. That was pretty cool. What did you have to, how, how many miles did you have to run for that? Oh, that was
2: just a, that was just a uh, 5K. We did it to support uh, first responders because my wife's a first responder. But I'm a runner, and that's kind of how I balance it. You know, I get up, I've I run twice already today. I've already put in seven miles today. Got up really I ran four, and then after work I ran another three. And, you know, that's me. I'm a 100, 120-mile-a-month kind of guy. It kind of balances out the eating because if I, you know, if I didn't have
0: something, I'd, I'd be a, I'd be a big dude, and I'm, I'm not a big dude, so. And, and oh of course, God. Aaron Hicks hits into a double play, so we'll go into uh, the bottom of the eighth. Um, uh, if if you have a kid, will 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 he be Foo Jr.? Well, now here we go. I, I have four kids, so. Whoa. Whoa, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, we have we have, we have lots of. Yeah, we got an old stable, man. Our I had no idea. All the way down to a six-year-old. We don't put too much of our kids on. You'll see once in a while, you'll catch one of the kids on, you know, in some of our stuff. But we don't put them on too much. That's smart. That's smart, actually. That's that smart. Yeah, people, people smart. steal your pictures um, for the wrong reasons. I, I, I give you props for that. And, um, I give you props for that. Sorry, Nick. I give you
1: props for that because I had no idea that you and Sarah had to have a big old family. So, uh, we're great. It's like, man.
2: Like,
1: like, like, damn.
0: Like, see, you, you, I thought that you were, you know, two people. Yeah, we're was, bro. Maybe maybe, maybe maybe, a kid, maybe a kid, but four? That, that, no, no, I'm pushing I'm going to be 40 in it, you know. I'm no. There's no. No more kids left. I am. You're I am. Right. I'm one of the older dudes out there, man, you know. You don't, you don't, part, you don't look like that, man. Right? You're part of the baby
2: Baby boomer. <laughs> 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 I, I, like I was born in eighty one, so I'm not a millennial. Oh, so you're up, a millennial. Like right on, like like on the line between stuff. a millennial. But yeah, it's yeah, fine, yeah. man. I don't,
0: you know. So in your house at oh. dinner time, who who's first to dessert? you or your kids? Who's first, to it? Yeah, like 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 who who finishes their food first? to get first pick of the dessert. Oh, man, man, I could, I'm telling you, I could eat with the best of them, you know, it's just a talent I've always had. I could put away the, an insane
2: amount of food and just walk away and be like, that's fine. Wow. Um, I can do it with alcohol, too, and I'm not a drinker, but, like, we go to a wedding, I could drink a half a bottle of scotch and walk away sober and just, just always been a weird gift.
0: Have, uh, you ever saw the show Hey Arnold? Oh, yeah. Did, did, did you see the food competition episode with the kid Gino? No, nope. no, nope, but now I gotta go look at it. There, there, there is there is a food episode to where Arnold challenges this kid who the tale is he has two stomachs, and he, oh, you know what?
2: I swear to God, I know this one. I do know this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was eating. He, he was eating at the food festival, and then and then and then like he had like a food coma in the ice cream. Yes, and I always have room for dessert. Doesn't matter what's going on. I always there's always room for dessert. Well, so no. s- so staying on food, no. tell us your top five fast food selections. All right. So I'm not a I'm not a huge fast food guy because I'd, I'd rather eat like I call it real food. Right. But there are things I love. There are. Five Guys, number one for me. I absolutely love the burgers. They have the best fries in the fast food game, in my opinion. Good choice. Uh, five Guys, you know, right behind them, Shake Shack. Shake
2: Shack's got a fantastic burger, good fries. I like that they do the cheese sauce, and it's not too, uh, it's, it's a real cheese sauce. It's not too, uh, watered down or a it, it full bunch of, you know, chemicals. So that one's good. Um... Trying to think. Breakfast, I really like breakfast when it comes to fast food. You can get like a Hardy's biscuit sandwich. Okay. Or, you know, we have out, out here we have Bojangles, which is really good. They do chicken biscuits. Stuff like that's really good. Um, we go to Culver's all the time and get
0: those I think they're called cement mixers. That's like one of our go to night snacks. What's in like that ice cream? Think of like a like a blizzard, but like Times five. It's like that much better.
2: It's called cement mixer. It's like a super thick hand spun milkshake. They put, like if you get a Reese one, there's like at least 15, 20
0: Reese cups in that thing. Next time you have one, you got to take a picture before you eat it. I will. I will.
2: And then let's see. I mean, and then hot dogs are always on my list. I'm always looking for a good hot dog, whether it be, you know, these little boutique places. You know, today I just had one for, you know, to do behind the dish. i found a deli that's been in Baltimore since 1915, and they do Jewish hot dogs, and they top it with bologna, uh, spicy mustard, relish, onions. It, the thing was phenomenal, man. I could have ate ten of them. I only had one. <laughs> uh, my,
1: my top five... Um, for my top five for fast food. Um number one, I, I agree. Fast um five guys, they're five. They got me. I, I love me some five guys. Right, that's number one. That's that. Number two, I, I I like Wendy's. I'm a I'm a Wendy's type of guy. Like, you know, I you don't know, hate Wendy's you know, Oh. Oh, that, that's a little bit surprising.
2: Um, I think, no, Wendy's is probably, like, quality, especially, it's better than McDonald's, Burger King, any of those places. Wendy's got a good product. Their fries are kind of it, because if they're not perfect, they're not good, but they're good.
1: I got number three, and I like Subway. I love Lisa's Subway. Like, I I, I like Subway, I I like what they do. Number four, I do, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant about number four, because not many people are on number four, but I do like Burger King. I do like the Whopper. No, the occasional Whopper is fine. And number five, to close it out, I love me, I do love me a
2: little bit of um, White Castle. Uh, White Castle's also, I grew up on that man being from Jersey. He used to have one on 37 and Tom's Herbert, we go. On the way home from the beach, there's suitcases full of those little burgers. So good. They're they're so
0: amazing. Nick? Uh, my number one is definitely White Castle. Then my oh, number wow. two my number two is something I'm surprised neither of you said is KFC. Nah. You don't I like KFC? We can come back to it, but I've never eaten KFC in my life. Never. Really? Never tried it in my life. And I'll tell you the story after you finish. My, my number three would be Five Guys. My number four would be, Burger King. And my number five would be, let's
2: see.
0: (laughs) Uh... You know what? It's it's not really fast food, but Seven Eleven makes some excellent pizza. Stop, prelude. Nah, they really do. You never you never had a so seven Seven Eleven pizza? No, because I was born in Jersey, and the pizza has
2: to have a certain integrity to it, and you don't eat pizza from like I I wouldn't eat Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Seven Eleven. Like a pizza, it's got to be like a hand tossed thin crust. Somebody had to, like, you know,
0: cry Italian tears into the sauce. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's pretty good. Uh, I'll try, uh, anything. I'll try uh, anything once yeah. now. But no. why no. have you never had KFC? Exactly. Like, yeah, why, why, yeah. why
1: haven't you, Eric?
0: Michael.
2: Yeah, me, Michael. Oh, I, my, so yeah. when I was a kid, I remember seeing, I was young, and this was before, like,
0: internet was digging on stuff. And they had a video
2: that was going around where they were like, KFC got caught abusing the chickens, and it was on the news. And I just was like, oh, I'm just not going to eat there. Like, I eat a Popeyes. It's not that I don't eat fried chicken. I think Popeyes is delicious. Um, I just, I've never eaten at KFC. And then, you know, at 39 years old, it's like, oh, I've never eaten. I don't know what I'm missing if I've never eaten it up to this point.
0: The KFC biscuits uh, are really good. They're chicken tenders, macaroni and cheese. Um, they got this thing called the famous bowl where it has a little bit of, of everything, it's pretty good. I'm just telling you, if you try once, I think you'll add it into the mix every once in a while. Once, so, you know. Now I got to ask about Subway. That's interesting.
2: Like now if I wanted a sub, I'd buy one is Jersey Mike's. I absolutely love that place. I love Subway. You can get. Love they you cut the Jersey meat Mike. right there for you, you know? It's it's, it's
0: oh, I really so like good. it. What's the difference Jersey is, between wow, Jersey Mike's wow. and Subway? Cuz I cuz I've never had Jersey Mike's before. So Jersey
2: Mike's um, <laughs> like Subway all, all the meat comes from a factory and it's already sliced and it's like cryo-sealed. You walk into Jersey Mike's, it's like going to the grocery store. They take the big hunk of meat, and they slice it right in front of you.
0: Like, okay. this is what's going on in your sandwich. They do the same with the cheese. They bake their own bread in-house. Ooh. So,
2: it's, I'll tell you, you need a Jersey Mike sub, you'll never go. You'll never have a Subway sub again.
0: And they're not expensive, either. They're reasonably priced. You know what, James? Next, oh, in, in, in a couple of weeks when I'm in Jersey, we might have to go to Jersey Mike's. Just to oh, so try it. Out. <laughs> All
2: right, we're gonna have to do that now. Switching gears, what's your top five desserts? Oh man, so ice cream's number
0: one for me. I love okay. ice cream. Ice cream is the best. What kind of it's ice like cream? There's nothing better. mid chocolate chip. Okay. Chef.
2: Okay. That's okay. My okay. Argue, I argue with Frankie all the time about that because he hates it, and and you know I love it. Anytime somebody puts like a picture up or something, I always tag him because he hates it. I absolutely love it. I think it's the best ice cream. <laughs> It's, it's fantastic! It's fantastic. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's ice cream's number one. And then I would say, like, I'm a cheesecake guy. And I love cheesecake. Um, and it's just so versatile. You can do so much with it. Yeah, there's a million different ways it can be
0: cheesecake. That's True. After that. Eh? me something chocolate you know like a
2: real brownie no nuts but you know like a fudge brownie soft in the middle a little bit crispy oh. on the outside you know something that if you put ice cream on top of it, it just starts melting but yeah,
0: it works yeah that's good yep that's so i like chocolate food. stuff like that
2: um i hate cake i think cake's the worst dessert in the whole world
0: same whoa, 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 same whoa, 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 whoa. i'm not a cake fan whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa. not a cake fan Mike, we're going to have to have a discussion after this, but continue.
0: <laughs> understand. I, get a, I can handle it. Pumpkin pie. Ooh. Cake, one of my uh, I love old pumpkin pie. Oh, Me man. Too. And it's, like, pumpkin season, so, like, I don't just
2: eat it on Thanksgiving. Like, if it starts now, this is, like, we'll start. We already bought pumpkin roll this week at the grocery store because it was out. Like, it's pumpkin season. I do that. You know, I do pumpkin pie, pumpkin
0: roll, like, whatever. James, what's then, yours? Let's see. I
2: think the last one, cupcakes, like good Ooh. cupcakes, like the ones you pay $5 for, you know, but they're the best cupcake oh. you've ever eaten, and it's the size of your head, and it, like they have shows about them, like Cupcake Wars, and those kind of cupcakes, man, are elite, way better than cake. Oh, I, I, I love
0: them I love from Betty's cupcakes, those yes, are, like, those
2: amazing, are good. And, and, so i to the cannoli.
1: I I, I get the cannoli all the mention on my
0: list, but Nick, since I went first for my, um, fast food, you go first with your top five desserts. Alright, my number one ice cream is cookies and cream. I love me some cookies and cream. Yeah. Uh, since Nick's not here, all right. I'm, 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 I'm before I go with you Alright, so my, so my number one would be my favorite ice cream, and that's cookies and cream. Bye. 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 all right. all right. Alright. My wife likes that one. James, you are just a mean person. My number two <laughs> is is a nice brownie melted with a whole lot of vanilla ice cream on it, some Hershey syrup, and a little cherry on top. You whipped cream or Cool Whip or something like
2: that kind of
0: guy? Yeah, whipped cream. Oh, whipped? whipped cream.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's that from? Family Guy. Oh. Family. Uh, Oh, 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 that's right. They just said it on Breaking Balls the other day, didn't they?
2: Uh,
0: that was me. That was oh, me <laughs> on your video. <laughs> um, my number three is definitely Funfetti cupcakes. I love me some Funfetti. Absolutely. Number four would be... I'm not really a cake fan, but once in a while, I will have some nice Ent- Entenmann's plain chocolate cake. That's that's the closest I, was, I really quote is, a case. It's like one of the most underrated things in the world. My father used to work when I was a kid next to the factory up in
2: Elizabeth, New Jersey. So he would get it right from the bakery. And he would bring that stuff home, and it was
0: just, I love intimate stuff. So underrated. It's the best commercial snack money could buy. And the Yankees are now going to the top of the ninth as Jonathan Holder escapes the eighth inning. And my, and my number five... And 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 the second game won't start till a half hour or forty minutes after the first one, so it's gonna be a late night. Um, my my number five is Oreo I- ice cream cone. That's alright. You now are just I a hate hater. That's alright. <laughs> it could
1: be better, but okay, I guess. You eat you, you, what do you like. What I like, okay. Um, Number one, I, I do love ice cream, but I love mint chocolate chip
2: ice cream. That is amazing. Best ice cream in the world. What brand do you like? Do you, do you have a brand you go to? I don't have any
1: particular brand, but anytime you just see mint chocolate chip, I'm there. I don't care what the brand is,
2: I just go. It's it's, just, it's, so if like, you can get your hands on Blue Bell, that's the, that's the elite
0: one. I've had that. I've had that. Yes. It is orgasmic, and it just takes away the world's troubles. Just two, just make sure you buy it first before you look it. <laughs> that's true. Um,
1: number two, I do love me some brownies. I'm a brownie guy. Um, brownies are amazing. Number three, I I love funny cupcakes. Those are fantastic. In fact, I'm gonna make some for my birthday just because. Um, nice. You know, which is which is this month, by the way, Mike. This month I'm gonna be the big three zero. So I'm. Are you, are you a baby boomer too? No, I'm, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I know.
2: My a wife's a millennial. <laughs> sarah Sarah's got a couple. I got a couple years on her, so. <laughs> nice. Number four, I uh, um, number four,
1: I do love me some banana cake. I love banana cake. I oh, it's not a popular one. It's not popular, but I like it. I That's like all that matters. It. it just matters if you like it. Exactly. And number five, I. I was debating between the cannoli because I do love me a good cannoli once in a while, or, or I was debating on some like it's weird. I don't know how I can describe this, but it it's like it's cake,
0: but it's act, but it's like it's apple, it's apple cake. Y'all never heard of it Like a parfait? Almond. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, that, that those are
2: good. You have seen us eating apples on the timeline, man. We're we're down with apples.
0: Yeah, they uh, have like apple, 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 apple fritters and whatnot. They're good. I'm gonna go with that, and then the cannoli is gonna be an honorable mention. I do love me a good cannoli. Now, what 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 do you guys think of crumb cakes?
2: I love crumb cakes. I love me a good crumb cake. Yeah,
0: like, oh, even I'm an Edmonds one, like an Edmonds one. Oh, like absolutely. a one where you make the crunch on top, both, like, crumb anything, crumb donuts, like,
1: anything with a good crumb topper is good. This is the important question I have to ask. Um, are you Dunkin' or
2: Starbucks, if you had to pick? Okay, so I'm literally, it's nine, nine something at night, I'm drinking coffee in my hotel room. I, it doesn't matter. I drink all of it. I, if there's a Dunkin' close, I go to Dunkin'. If there's a Starbucks close, I go to Starbucks. If there's a little local place, I go there. But I drink coffee from the second I get up in the morning until the second I go to bed at night. Always been
1: that. Are you a are you a dark brew fan, or are you like um are you a dark roast fan,
2: Are you medium roast? Um, dark roast. I prefer dark roast. We actually found there's this uh, eight o'clock coffee brand we found in uh, our Publix down here. That's a, a maple. Urban coffee, and we can't stop by it, and it's so good. Well, are you outside the Tampa area, or are you, like, more, like, down, like, towards, like, the
1: Miami-ish, or Lauderdale? No, I'm Bradenton, so I'm in between Tampa oh! and Minnesota. Oh, you're right there. I got folks, I got folks in, like, in
0: the, um, in the, in the Ocala area. You're not that far. No, not at all. What if, what if you're on, you're on the same block, and... There's a Starbucks and a Dunkin's right next to each other. Which one are you going into? You know, it depends what season
2: it is. There's some things at Starbucks, like they make a smoked butterscotch in the fall. And that's my favorite thing they make. So if it's the fall, I would go to the Starbucks. But Dunkin' makes like a better pumpkin coffee. They they have a better dark roast, just plain coffee. So Dunkin' Donuts, if you're from the Northeast, I know... There's one of you guys, yeah. or both of you guys. You grew up at Dunkin'. I was at Starbucks, so you're trying um, to they usually lean towards that. Well, I live in Jersey, and Nick lives in, um, in New York. So, yeah, we're, we're
1: Northeastern, I guess. So, yeah. There's always, like, yeah. even, like, because I work in the city, and even, even the city, there's, there's, dude, there's a Dunkin'
0: inside, like, um, Penn Station. Yeah, there's Dunkin' Donuts everywhere, man. Ventures. Yeah, <laughs> that hey, <there's> <laughs> is my Dunkin'. Alright guys, Yankees have a man on third with one out. I wonder if they'll score.
2: <laughs> give
0: me, give me <laughs> Right now, Mi- Miguel Andujar is up with 3-1 count. Uh, I, will,
1: <laughs> I, 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 I promise you the Yankees won't score.
0: <laughs> this is Mickey's opportunity though. With with Gio Urshela being back on the disabled list. If he can't do anything right now, he has no chance with this organization. And base hit! And the Yankees take the oh. lead. Well, they, they don't win, oh. though, right? They just because they still got to close the game. Right, right, right. Yeah. They didn't win yet. And also, remember, Orioles got to have to put the man on second, too. So... Jonathan Holder was running the paces. What? Kidding, yeah, because we don't, we don't have
2: anything on the bench left. All we have is two catchers, and one of them is uh Eric Kraft.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Holder was... <laughs> Yeah, he was wearing that's his why. jersey and a uh, Luke Voice helmet. hilarious. Wow. Think about it. it was 2020, huh? Jesus. Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, it's 2020.
1: Okay, Mike. I, I, I don't think the end of the 80s win both in, in Baltimore. You should... The fact that we're going to extra innings with Baltimore does not give me confidence at all.
2: It really doesn't. It, it, I mean, this is this is a hurt team right now, man. They, they, they can't... You know, last year when we did Next Man Up, it was because these guys, you know, they played in spots, but there was still talent around them. There's no talent right now. You know, the guys who were supposed to hit aren't hitting. The big bats are all on the DL, or the IL, excuse me. You know what I mean? It's just, it's absolutely... Insane how bad the quality of product that all teams, not just things, he's been all teams have put on the field this year, and it has to relate to probably the shortened season and the stop and the restop. You know these guys are
0: uh, creatures of habit, man, and, and this year their habit is messed up. You know what it is too. Even though there's an alternate site, like they're not playing real games every day. So right. when you're not when you're not constantly in the flow of playing. Nine inning games, constantly working out. Cause I'm pretty sure the players who are who are, who are at the alternate site, may, maybe it's like a nine to five thing to 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 where they eventually show up. They do their stretching program, then they either do their bullpens or or they do their getting around balls or pop ups or getting some at bats. But you you gotta think they're not trying too hard. And when the players come back, like right now, I I I. Put this out on Twitter earlier. When Aaron Judge comes back, I will not get excited till I see him play back-to-back nine-inning games. That's what I have to see. Because last week he played six innings, and he had to come out of the game. And I also need his mouth to shut up. He shouldn't be saying anything, because that's why his false rehab said, he said he was good to go, Yankee said, Hey, Cash, Boone, you want to sign off on this? You know what? Let's let's go with the guy. Okay. And then what happened? He gets hurt, right? So, it's like... And, and then another thing I hate about Yankee Twitter, and you guys, I think, will agree with me, is they all like to give the players the cop-out, right? They always like to blame Boone. And last year... They love Boom. savages in the box, savages in the box, oh my god, go Boom! go, go, and now they all hate him. Ain't that so hypocritical?
2: Yeah, well, the Yankees Twitter is, is the Yankees, it is, what have you done for me lately, you know what I mean? And that's okay, because, you know, I was talking to somebody about this today, depends when you were born. I was, I, my lifetime, we've had eight World Series, we've won five, we've lost three, but the peak of my childhood, we stunk. I grew up in the '80s. We didn't go to any. We lost in '81, the year I was born to the Dodgers, and we didn't go back till I was uh, a junior in high school in '96. My whole childhood, I went. I watched crappy Yankee teams that had Don Mattingly and nothing else. You know, so. These guys who, they, they, you know, especially on the Yankees, Twitter, there's a lot of young people who've seen the 2009 World Series, and that's all they know, maybe they caught the end of the dynasty, but most of them haven't, if you talk to them, they're too young, and they just think that the Yankees win every year, that's not baseball, you guys know that, your sports
0: do not. And, uh, Clint no, Frazier out. got an RBI single, so it's 6-4, Men on first and second.
1: Yay! Okay. I, uh, it might be, um... I was born in 1990. Nick was born in 89. I, in my lifetime, because I don't remember 96, because I didn't really watch baseball. I watched baseball in 97. I can't really count 96 for me. I saw in 98, 99, 2001, even though we lost. So I've seen about four championships at the Yankees in my lifetime. I've seen two New York Giants Super Bowls in my lifetime. And I seen the Knicks go to the NBA Finals once in 1999. I remember that because I was watching it, coming home from school, being excited about seeing the Knicks in the finals. So I do remember that. So, I, so people, so I do remember the Yankees in their heyday, and I saw, I saw a little bit of the dynasty. And I remember, you know, losing in 0-3. Like blowing the three zero lead in zero losing to the White Sox, the Tigers, the Indians, missing the postseason in zero eight, eventually winning in zero nine, and then all the years we didn't go
2: to World Series. Yankee fans,
0: these young Yankee fans, when they think Yankees, they're supposed to win all the time, and honestly, yeah, that's just not it. Oh, they, they didn't crazy. even see the old three World Series, right?
2: Most of Yankee Twitter. No, they didn't. I
0: got our handed to us. No, I, I saw the old, I was in middle school. I saw the old I remember school. that first I inning. Heard. I remember that first inning. The whole week. The whole week Juan Juan is gonna bunt start the game. Juan is gonna bump start the game. And everyone's like, oh no, he ain't he ain't gonna bunt start the game. Not only does he do it, Luis Castillo does it. And and, and then it's like Roger, Roger Clemens gets hurt in Florida. That sucks. And then, and then and then you have Josh Beckett coming back here, and, and and Jorge Posada ground ball, and Beckett's like, tag, we win. <laughs> but, but that that team was so good, where it was un- not big names, but talented. You got Mi- You got young Miguel Cabrera, you got Ivan Pudor Rodriguez, who was eventually Yankee, and not even most Yankee fans probably know this on Yankee Twitter, unless they've seen it on Google. You know, Juan Pierre, Lu- Luis Castillo, so many good players. Um, um, Burnett was on that team, too, former Yankee. And uh, then you had, like, 80-something-year-old Jack McKeon. That was a very talented team. I thought I was so old, but it was. The team was too good to lose, man. Plus, Dontrell Willis. Don- Dontrell Willis was a beast that season. Yeah. I remember, man. I tried
2: oh. in 03 when we lost that World Series because I was still kind of hurt from 01 when I felt like we had, we like like it was God wanting us to win the World Series because of 9 11, you know? And what's crazy about 01, because I
1: remember 01 vividly, Soriano hit the home run off of Kurt Schilling. That's right. Oh, yes. We finally, this is it. This, this is my invention. We're going to win 27. And this is it. No, 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 no. Like, a lot of Yankee fans were not, like, for us, because we've seen, 90 like, we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, like, we saw We Blew 3-0 and 0-4, fans, oh. the they don't remember that, and like,
2: they really don't, they don't. I ripped my heart out, man, I ripped my heart out, 0-4, it was so hard. I,
1: I lost, I lost a bet, because one of my friends, at high school, was a Die-hard Red Sox fan. Like he, hes from Boston. He moved into moved to New York. because so his dad had to relocate to New York, he, he took his Boston team. Die-hard Boston. I was like, oh, we to, like, we made the best thing. The winner has to—the winner has to wear the hat of the of the loser has to wear the hat of the short. So if okay. I lost, I also to wear the Red Sox hat for a whole week. And if he, you know, and if he, you know, vice versa. So three, I was like, oh, ah, get that hat, Dustin. Ready. One, all right, you know, in the bag. <laughs> Two, uh, all right, three, three, what the hell? And as soon as it hit that grand slam, like, "Yo, we lost, we lost. I
0: was like, Damn it, we lost. It was an awful day. But I cried, I cried in the one, oh three, and oh four. I cried." So, three, no, yeah. days. To me, all three hurt more than a one because of who we lost to in one, right? When you lose to a team that has Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling, plus plus Luis Gonzalez, Reggie Sanders, um, you know, and and all of the all their other talented players, you can take that you lost to a, a really good team. But but the two thousand three Marlins, e- even though they were young and talented, I still to this day do not think they were better than the Yankee team. And then of course nothing is worse than oh four. And then you had losing to the Angels a bunch of times, and being being up against the Tigers, and then and then Derek Jeter getting hurt and losing that series. So it's like and then and then and then the one against the Rangers to where they're down in Game One like six or seven to one. They come back, they win that game, but then they lose the rest of the series. And then of course, '09 was just a perfect storm, right? But so, some will also still say they kind of underachieved too because ever since then, they've done absolutely nothing. And I'll say this right now, and people may hate me for this: Aaron Judge should not be a forever Yankee. Sorry. He's done absolutely you know, I, nothing I was to prove otherwise. Questions for you guys, and part of it was going to be: What do you do with this
2: team after this year? Because again, we have Gary Sanchez, who who you know he can't he can't even hit his weight. You have Aaron Judge, who's been, you know, hurt constantly. And then you also have Stan, who's been hurt constantly. And then you're going to lose DJ LeMay if you don't sign him. So if I'm the GM of the Yankees, I lock up Gio Urshela, and I lock up DJ LeMay, and I don't pay Judge, and I don't pay Stan. And I know that's the unpopular opinion, but you can't have three guys who can't play baseball taking up six hundred million dollars of your payroll. Before Nick talks, this is what I would do. This this,
1: this is what I would do, okay? You ready? I'd re DJ. I would lock up jail like you said, perfect. Stan, unfortunately, he's going to opt in, so we're going to have him on the books whether we like it or not. That's unfortunate. I'm not giving Aaron Judge a contract. I'm just going to let it play out and then try to trade him. I know the fans going to be like, Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Oh, my God. What? I'm sorry, like, I, I try to give him as much rope as I can, but I'm done. The man simply can't stay healthy. What's good of having all that talent if he can't be on the field. Then, what I would do as far as Sanchez, I would, I, would, I would try to trade him. I know he has no value, but I would trade for anything. That's and not true. I think else. that he has and, value to people, but not... Not as a not not a lot because because he's supposed to be an offensive machine. If he's not hitting, then what good is he? Like, yes, his, his catching has improved and whatnot, but he meet, he's, he's useless. So the what I would do, you know, I would travel some some trade and sign a veteran catcher and hopefully the guys that you have, Siegler, you drafted Austin Wells, you see what you guys have in there and then. You go from there, and then if Judge is gone, you got to kick the kiss Mendes, and if he is as good as people say it, oh, and then gosh. later on, there you go. So that's literally what I would do, and also I would try to add more pitching. Because the problem is, after Cole, you don't really have a lot of good pitching. I mean, I love me some Clark. Let's see what Debbie does. If Debbie is the real deal, cool, but that's honestly what I would do. I'd let, I'd let Judge go. There's no way we understand because of that contract, so we're forced to keep him. Sign DJ, lock up Gio, and then that is that. And then I would honestly trade Miguel and Duhar, and then that's that.
2: Yeah, but uh, you know, that's where it gets so tough, man, is that Miguel, you know, Miguel and Newhart's value now that he got hurt last year, and this year he's not hitting, you know, he's really got to change who he is before he really has that much value, you know, what are you going to get for him when he can't even bat 200, you know, same with like all these people who are so Mike Ford before the season, I just went 0 for 6 tonight, while Luke Ford, you know, Luke Boyd continues to be an MVP candidate, and people are screaming that Mike Ford should be our first baseman to start the year, is insane.
0: Alright, so it's 6-5, bottom of the ninth, Yeah, we're we'll to lose this game. Um, So here's what I would do, right? Re-signed DJ no more than four years. Let's say 18 to 20 a year. Gary Sanchez, I I believe, has next year, then the year after that, then, then he's a free agent. So, I give it the first half of next season. I see how it's first half of next season. That way, if you trade him, the team you're trading him to has a year and a half left of him. So, that means they'll have to give up something pretty, pretty valuable. Um... With Aaron Judge, just like James says, I leave it. I I I leave it to, to two years left, and, and then I gotta see him playing minimum 140 games the next two seasons. I gotta see that, and I also gotta be careful to not get fooled too right, because next year that's Luis Severino's free agent year, so he could very well pitch successful, and the Yankees might be duped into giving him a contract. So I gotta be careful with that. I'm giving Tanaka at least a three year deal. I'll 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 push it to a fourth if that's what he needs to stay. And I will give Paxton a one year deal to prove himself. Say, hey, here's one year, six million dollars. I know it's a lot of money, but with incentives and the Yankees win six five, pop out to Mike Talkman. So second game nice. should probably start around nine ten, nine twenty. Um, you know, give like 1 year 6 million for Paxton then pick it up to incentives for maybe 10 11 million you know, strikeouts, innings games played. You know, we got lucky of Paxton and get hurt this year and He well. we wouldn't have been able to afford him it's oh, all season. Again, we'll get him. we'll be able to probably get him on a 1 year show me deal. Gio I I go similar to DJ because you know he's not older than DJ but he's he's approaching 30 so you got to be careful He's with that. 28 this year. DJ's 31. So you yeah. can't say DJ too long, but I'd give him a couple of years. You know, and if somebody's going to overpay him. We should sign him before the season ends because if I he get gets a free agency, we won't be able to afford him. Somebody will pay him, you know, something stupid
2: and we won't be able to match it.
0: I agree. Um Everybody just has to stop mentioning Stanton. The Yankees have literally no choice. The only choice the Yankees have with Stanton is to pay him his whole entire contract and they're not going to do that. So nobody should they, talk. They're not going yeah. to eat another, you know, hundred million dollars just nope. to keep somebody off the field. So oh. so no nobody oh. should talk yeah. about that. Nobody yeah. should even mention it. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Dominguez. Nobody right. nobody should mention Jason Dominguez till twenty twenty three. That's that's the very earliest we could possibly see Jason Dominguez. So it just has no point in bringing him up. And then you know you just got to hope. That the Yankees make good choices, and they pick up a free starter, and you gotta hope these fit mil- millionaire babies can, you know, learn-, learn some yoga, do some stretchings properly, and not say they're 100% when, when they're not 100%. Blows my mind. I've never seen anything. Well, I'm a Jets fan, so, you know, it's <laughs> My condolences. If, if, yeah, if you look at the injury report this year, most teams in the
2: league have three, four guys on the IR, right? The Jets have 23. They're like the Yankees with pads on. So, you know, I, I can't catch a break anywhere. Um, they have no wide receivers in training camp because everybody's hurt. They, they'd let me catch balls if I'd go out there. So,
0: uh, and then, it's hard. Let me... Let me let me get you guys' feelings on this. I hate when people automatically look to blame, you know, Boone or the training staff. Like they never want to put the players accountable for winning their losses, and they never want to put the players accountable for staying healthy. What's your guys' thoughts on that?
1: that what you say? Wait, I didn't hear that.
0: What'd you say? You broke up. I said I hate when people. Don't want to hold the players accountable. Like, they'll they'll always make the win and losses on Boone, and they'll always put the health of the players on, on the training staff. They, they they don't like to hold the players account, accountable. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, both, Mike. both of you. Oh, okay, Mike you first. Go first. Oh, me first?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes, right. I, okay, I we talked about earlier in this call that I'm I'm a runner, man. I've been running for years, you know. I'm 39. I, you knock on wood, I've never had
0: an injury. I had a calf, like, strain once that made me miss, like, three days of running. So I can't fathom how these guys
2: who are paid professionally have the best medical care in the world, have the be- access to the best trainers in the world, have access to the, the afford the best food, and you know. You, you, again, the... the 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 possibilities for these guys to take care of their physique because that's what they get paid to do. they can't stay on the fucking field drives me crazy. My my thoughts are like I used to
1: play football and obviously me and Nick have always had this back and forth discussion because as, as a guy who played football in high school and a little bit in college, obviously the coaches put me in position to succeed and me being the athlete, I do my job. Now, as far as this particular question, you cannot blame management because the Yankees did everything they can, hired the best trainer, they did everything they can, but it's really it's up to the players to take care of their body. Coaches always tell us, we can put you what we can be thought the what will be dying up of our best plan to attack, but if you are not taking care of your body, if you're not doing what you're supposed to, if you're not training the right way, how is it on management? Yankees hired their entire training staff and hired the best training facilities in, in all of sports. They hired the best medical team. It's on the players. The players have to be training properly. The problem with these players is that everyone wants to lift weights and everybody wants to hit the home run, which is, you know, chick at the wrong ball, which, honestly, it's cool and all, but, you know, if, if you're like, the more weight you put on, the more likely you're prone to injury. Like, Aaron Judge is a big dude. And when you're in baseball and you're a big dude, gonna get injured a lot. You, you're you, The body, that body is too damn big for baseball. Stan is a big dude. Now, is what happened to him, that was just weird and whatever, and Pax can decide to kill him, but ultimately, it's on the players to on the players to hit. And if the players are not doing their job, what else can management do? Management can't go out there and hit. They can't pitch. It's on the players. And the more Yankee fans blame the managers, the more likely that they do understand that unless Boone decides to get out of retirement and starts hitting like, you know, when like it's prime, It's all on the players. It's the Yankees players. Not so much manager. I would say 90% players,
0: 10% managers. And then another thing I have a problem with is, right, Gio Urshela. Bone spurs. He doesn't play. He doesn't play. He doesn't play game one. He pitches in game one. Why the rush to get him on the field? I don't understand, right? Judge wanted to rush to get back. Maybe maybe he's sick of hearing it from people that he's so fragile. Well, stop being fragile. You're doing it to yourself, right? You want you want us to stop talking about your injuries? Don't come back till you're literally 100%. Not where I feel like I think I can contribute for the team because see, seeing him hit home runs is cool. Seeing him throw guys out from right field or is cool, you know? But and yes, I get it. He's never missed a playoff game. You know, everyone everyone wants to talk about that. So so, so that's pretty important. But at the end of the day, if you can't play enough, because one, playoffs are never booked. You've you got to win regular season games to get to the playoffs. So if the Yankees always have to struggle like this, crap in the regular season, and still lose in the playoffs too, let, let's not forget, if, even with the trash cans, the Astros still beat the Yankees. The Yankees still couldn't do enough. They they were still beat, right? And an, an, another thing with Chapman, he has no fastball control. That could be a big-time problem. He's going to get someone killed.
2: Yeah, and, well, you know, again, man, it, it's really it's hard to... To fathom
0: the injuries, you know something's got to change there. Other teams don't have the injury problems. Well, Bay had some injury problems the last couple years, but yeah, but they're uh, in first Yankees. though, so it's like do, does their well, they, injury matter? They do matter? a better job of developing people. They always have. I mean, that's why they have no money and they still compete every year. Qu- they question, have Mike. Question. The best, question. They have the best if, analytics department and they have the best Mike, uh, development department. If yes. if if Yankees were not first by fifteen games, <laughs> would you give a fuck about these injuries? No, but there, there you go. go. and they haven't been right. But that's but that's my point. Like, like I'm if if you're truly thinking about Kevin Cash, he probably gives zero cares about these injuries because they got all of these injuries yet they're still in first place.
2: Kevin Cash is a good manager, though. You know, and I'm not saying they're, it's not. I like Boone. I'm a Boone guy. But Kevin Cash is going to surprise people. He's a good manager. Tampa Bay, you know, that's the reason why they have good managers. Joe Madden. You know, Rocco Baldelli from Minnesota came out yeah. of that Tampa Bay system. They just develop baseball talent, you know, with nothing. They have nothing compared to other teams to spend, you know, on. Which makes me upsetting is that why could the Yankees get straight Kevin Kernan? Yeah, see, Kevin. Kevin's, I mean, Kevin's awesome. I, I love Kevin. He'd he tell you, too, man. He's a big, I mean, you saw our, is all, all his articles and over nerdy. He literally predicted the end of the Rays game and who would hit home runs in an article two days before Chapman gave up the home run. He, you know, and the Mets one. He predicted. He said Diaz was going to get him, and you know, and he said the Rays were going to come out and beat our ass because Chapman burned somebody, and both of those things happened just the way he said it. Man, a the man.
0: I've I've been a fan of Kevin ever ever since Newsday. He is so smart, so intelligent. Um, talking about, talking about Matt Blake, Matt Blake, right? If you notice on Garrett Cole starts, right? Always, always in the dugout when they flash that, you see Garrett talking to whoever his catcher is, right? And then you see Matt Blake either just standing there or not around. So it seems to me as Garrett Cole is pretty much his own personal pitching coach. Right? You really don't see him and Matt talk that much other than when he comes to the mound, and I think that might be a little problem to where if the ace of the staff is not buying in on Matt Blake, why should anybody else buy in on Matt Blake?
2: Yeah, and, you know, I think it's way too early to make any judgment. Matt Blake can be a good pitching coach, and I want to give him an opportunity. You know, I see everything through rose-colored glasses, man. I think I want everybody to do well. I don't hate anybody on our team. But I, I also like to be realistic, and I think it's fair to say. You know, how long, you can do the whole season with the Matt Blake experiment, you have to do at least another year because it's a weird season and it's hard to judge if this actually works. So you're stuck with him next year too, and probably Boone for one more year no matter what happens this year. But if Boone doesn't start winning and Cashman can't
0: put teams together on the field, how long do they keep this experiment going? Well, well, this... 20 years and he's won one World Series on his own. This is Boone's up. This is Boone's option year, I believe. He signed a five-year deal. Third, third year is the yeah, option. Yeah, I don't think they could cut him on a short season because it's weird. I think he gets a, a
2: one-year extension to show me next year because he's won two hundred six games in his first two years. Yeah, but
0: does that really matter though? Right? I mean, when you're talking about when you're talking about one hundred and sixty-two games, right? A, a team as talented as the Yankees are, do you really expect them to lose that much games? Nope, and, and, and in the world series and and a 60 game season like this i think the skills of a manager shows more because now every game as they say means two and a half something like that right so to yeah, where three or some shit so where our 7 game losing streak would have been a 14 game losing streak in in 162 right so i think this season Puts the test of a manager of you know what I can only afford to lose maybe fifteen to twenty two games so Yankees right now are are probably gonna get pretty close to that line maybe go one or two not- notches over and the fact that they're not gonna that they're not going to win the division unless the Rays slide that also speaks a lot to me because now they're not facing a crappy team whoever they face in the first round. Is, is is going to be a good team, and yes, and and also right now, listen. If Garrett Cole doesn't step at all, we have an issue. We got him for eight more years, so we have we have we have to see him pitch whenever his next start is. He has to win. I think you know again, Garrett Cole's still a top five pitcher. In oh, of baseball. course, of course, you know, he is. He's got to figure it out you know how much of it is Gary Sanchez, how much of
2: it is Matt Blake, how much of it is Garrett Cole, how much of it is a shortened season. I think there's a whole bunch of things that factor into why like Garrett Cole hasn't gotten
0: his groove back this year. But he will. Well, well, Paxton hinted that's probably why he got hurt, right? Because he because the pitchers didn't have enough time, right? When when you're talking spring training. They, they are down in Tampa the week of Valentine's Day. So they have from that week till March 26th, March 27th. So they always have an extra two weeks before the players for a reason. So maybe that could be a part of it. But when a guy like Garrett Cole has three horrible starts in a row, that's a problem.
2: I, I think, again, it's, it's hard for me to go ahead.
1: I think for here's the thing with me. Uh, I I want to get. I can't disregard Garrett Cole only because I think Garrett. Ah, it's such a weird year, man. This is such a yes. weird season. So uh, I'm gonna give Garrett Cole a pass, and I'm gonna give Matt Blake a pass. Now, hindsight, maybe you know, maybe looking back, maybe not the right hire. Boone Boone is going to be back next year, I'm sorry, it's a short season. even if the Yankees somehow win the World Series, I don't think it's likely, but if they do, you know, he's still going to be back, the only, the thing, the thing with me, as far as like, Boone is, I want to see Boone get better as far as like, his in-game management, because I just don't, I feel like some of his in-game choices, whether it's him, or whether it's the analytic tunnel nerd, There's something like analytically, like, not right, you know, because it's like the Yankees are so heavily analytic
0: that. That's the problem with baseball. You gotta,
1: you gotta, gotta, it's not just the Yankees. Like, the Rays are are, are an analytically driven team. Like, Houston is analytically driven team. You look at even the Dodgers, a lot of baseball is driven on analytics. And I think
0: the problem is, is that it takes away from what baseball truly is, and baseball is kind of a field type of game. That's that's, that's the big I problem with baseball, problem. right? We we talked about that with with Kevin Kernan, and, like, what happened to the field? What happened of, hey, Garrett Cole, seven innings strong, nine strikeouts, 75 pitches. Why the hell not put him into the eighth inning? Jay Hap, the other, Last week, seven innings, zero runs. He gets the first out. Why not keep him in the game? What happens? He comes out. What does Ad- what What does Adam Adovino did? The numbers say put Adovino in, but what happens? He gives up a home run and ties the game. Right? So, sometimes I think people rely too much on stats. And they go too much on numbers. Like, right... Let's say Clint Frazier goes three straight games, three for five, killing it. But what tomorrow's his day off? because because the pitcher the Yankees are facing, he's two for sixteen against. Like, why that shouldn't always matter. So that that that's truly why I hate analytics. I get it; they're here to stay, but sometimes people count on them way too much.
2: Yeah, I am not I'm not against him, you know. But I think I still think Garrett
0: Cole's gonna be fine. It's, it's it, he's still Garrett Cole, man. Now now let, let let's say Garrett Cole is fine. We got a couple of other starters at like right Tanaka. If 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 Tanaka's not at the point where he can go seven strong, that's a problem. His past couple starts, he's getting gassed around the fifth inning. It's like it's like it's like he's he's a veteran runner who hasn't ran in five years, and 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 instead of him running ten miles all the time, he can only he, he he can only run three, right? So he has to get to the point where he can still be strong after six innings, and and who knows who knows what Jordan Montgomery wants to be? Some days he wants to be a good starter, some days he wants to be trash like the other night, and 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 I'm telling you too. Yankee friends are probably not going to want to hear this, but guess what? J. Hey Hap is going to make the postseason start. He's he's no gonna not. he's no. gonna have to. He's no. going. No. Don't you think? No. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If Debbie Garcia comes out tonight and pitches another gem, and then he's going to get a spot in the roster. And then you know he's going to get a spot in the rotation. He might get half spot and half good in the bullpen because a shortened season. In a shortened
2: season, you need the Plus, Clark Schmidt just got activated. King did okay, but he wasn't great tonight by any means. Um, but this is for a sure. start. I think the Yankee team, all they have to do is make the playoffs, and they have just as good a chance to win the World Series as anybody else. If Paxson comes
0: back, Judge and Stanton, and Torres come back. See, that's they're, big. They're Paxson needs to and then come back. It's a, then it's a sprint, you know what I mean? So...
2: We'll see. It'll be interesting, but I think this Yankee team could still win the World Series.
0: Great team new. The Yankees have optioned Doug Heller and we Clark Schmidt. Big, oh, Clark big Schmidt. wow. Oh, big Schmidt wow. James, James oh. just had a wet dream. James is obsessed with oh. Clark Schmidt. Oh my yeah, God. Rumor is Jared, Jared Carabas broke this story too. I'm not giving Jared anyway. No, did him. he? Did he really? He did. Yeah, he did. yeah, he did. He beat he beat he everybody else by like three minutes. I'm watching on Twitter. Oh my god. Ah, uh, well like Jared, Well Jared, congrats, you're a smug son of a bitch, bandage. but congrats. James, just so you shut up, I, I, I really hope Clark Schmidt goes out there and what's the bed. Just so you can stop obsessing over him.
2: That's
0: not nice. Michael, he obsesses over him so much. So much, Mike. Mike. Mike, Mike. So much. Mike, Mike. So much. Mike, Mike. Uh, listen, listen. It's bad enough that he's mad at me because I'm a
1: fan of Patrick Mahomes. Now he's mad at me because I like Clark Schmidt, who's actually my who root for, who I've been calling for day. One. You go back to Spring Training 1 with Julian, Lord, I was down in Florida I was out of for Spring Training Julian
0: asked me, who's the player of LaBamba? I said Clark Smith Julian can vouch for me Nick Sartre, he can vouch for me I said this since day Yes, we one. get it, you're obsessed I, I
2: hope you guys are right man, we we mean
0: And and the Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 8-7 to seven, so that could be a problem too um, James, do rapid fire.
1: All right, Mike, we're going to close we with, with a little bit of rapid fire, and I'm going to ask some questions, some food, some not, and you're going to hear these, some of the answers on the top of your head. You ready? Yes. What is the craziest
2: food that you've ever tried? Craziest food that I've ever tried. I mean, I've tried a lot of spicy, crazy stuff, ghost pepper, and Carolina Reapers, and, you know, I've done some wings with some of those hotter peppers and hot sauces. It's usually hot stuff, but I'll eat anything, you know what I mean? i eaten eating a goat, goat head tacos, like goat brain
0: tacos, and if somebody says, oh, you gotta try this, man, I'll try it. I'll eat anything once. How's your throat after the ghost pepper? Hey, you know what, it's super hot, but I like hot stuff,
2: and I'm pretty, I got a pretty good tolerance for heat, so, you know, I did need a little bit of milk, because I did it on wings with somebody. And but I, I think I got through like four of them. It wasn't too bad. Uh, what, was, what
1: was the worst food experience you ever had? God, worst food experience I've
2: ever had. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I eat a lot. So I've had some pretty bad food. The apple thing has been really weird. I know, like I said earlier, we've been doing the apples. i we've bit into some really gross apples that look great on the outside, and then you bite into them and it's like like people call it meal but it's like applesauce when you bite into it. And
0: probably Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt's the grossest shit in the world. Yeah. Greek, Greek yogurt is weird. That's weird. I'm adding it's weird. Sounds it's disgusting. Oh, now since you grew up in the eighties
2: and you saw some pretty bad Yankee teams, who was your favorite Yankee player growing up in those terrible Yankee years? Oh, it's John Mattingly. it's not even close. They, they, and, every kid wanted every kid wanted to be John Mattingly when he grew up with me. Which which moment before the strike scene, because I was a little kid, and I was really into baseball at that age, and you don't really understand that, you know, these guys are the business side of it, so, 94, guys broke my heart, man, um, I just didn't understand why people wouldn't play baseball, like, hey, just go play baseball, you know, I don't understand, don't, don't, don't worry about the, you know, the owners, just go play, you know, you can't wrap your head around that as a kid. Right. What was the, what was the best shot moment in your history? It was probably 09010 when Rex Ryan took us back-to-back AFC Championship games. Although I can, I do remember the Monday Night Miracle versus Miami on Monday Night Football when uh, it, we came back from like 30 down to beat the Dolphins. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. That was great. Oh, that, right. right. that was great. Yeah. I love that. Now, Beal, highest Beal the Patriots in the postseason. Oh God. How that was mean? one of the greatest. One of the greatest. I love it. You know, with with Bart Scott. Can't wait. You know, like that was. You know, everybody doing the jet on the Patriots field, and you know the Patriots <laughs> are ruined. Ruined two decades of my life. Twenty years of my life have been ruined by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So anytime they lose, like I root against them just as hard as I root for
0: my team. You know, Michael, the first hour, the first hour and 14 minutes, you, you are a good human being, you are a fantastic person, but, but, this last minute is very unbecoming of you. I thought we were being honest with each other, fellas. We are, we look at
2: Mike, Mike, Mike. We gotta make the face shirt, man. Anytime I, I know it's just so salt in his wound you make him feel awful if, if, if he, 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 he's, he's a Patriot if, if I was a Patriot fan and my team was
0: that good I'd be dancing on everybody's graves too man. hey 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 listen I've, I've gone a full season without a Super Bowl alright it's been too long I'm not happy I've got a lifetime an entire lifetime right
1: and also last question um you call since you're, you're a Jet fan and a Yankee fan, which you want to happen, would you want another Yankee dynasty like, you know, three out of four years?
2: Or do you finally want to get a Jet Super Bowl? Wow, that's a tough question. But I'm going to say baseball is my first love, and it's by a long shot.
1: If I could only have one sport for the rest of my life, I would take baseball over football. I would, so I would say the Yankees. Although I really really think that. It's funny for me, baseball is not even my true love. I love baseball,
2: but it's not up there. It's like my third favorite sport. See, I would watch high school kids play baseball. I go to minor league baseball games. Like, I just love. Baseball, I think it's poetic. I think it's a beautiful, like, uh, like a, you know, it's almost like poetry in motion kind of thing. Um, I just love baseball for baseball. That's why I hate that they're doing so much damage to the sport with all the stupid shit
0: they do. All right, Michael, last last topic because be because we didn't talk about it. Uh, what did you think of the past race series with Chapman almost hitting Brasol and Cavett? And Kevin Cash's comments of, I got a whole stable that throws 98 miles per hour. Okay, the, the throw in his head with a fastball that could have ended his life or his career I agree, Bush League. And that's Curtin's word. He called it Bush League. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo Curtin. It was. It was Bush League. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, again, you could have killed the guy. Uh, ended his career, you know. I mean, we see what happened to Stan when he took one of those to the face. Yeah. You know, um, so,
2: again, but I also think Cash coming out, he was frustrated, but saying that he was going to do the same thing was stupid. Look, I like when players start each other, but hit him in the hip, hit him in the back. You know, I think if you hit one of our guys, we hit one of yours. That's, that's that part of baseball. You know, I'm okay with Tanaka coming out that game
0: and nailing him with the 95 power. You know, but he hit him in the thigh. He didn't hit him in right. the face. So, you know, there is a limit there. You got you to gotta respect people because they are human beings
1: too. Now, I gotta end this real quick by saying Nick Mitch is, a, is loves football. He's a football guy and he's seen his hatred and into the Yankees, or he's good. I actually my first love my believe it or not, is not baseball. It's hockey. I'm a hockey guy. I love hockey. I I I love playing. I play people hockey. I love me some hockey. And I would try, if you had someone told me, James, you could have a Yankee dynasty. Or Cup, I will take the Cup. I've seen the Yankees win. I've seen the Giants win. The Knicks are never going to win anything as long as I'm breathing. Or James don't home yeah. the team. So give me the hockey, and I and I I will take one cup. And I will I will die a happy man knowing I've seen three of my four 2 win championships. Because the Knicks, I I I am not giving up on Knicks, but I have put the Knicks in like the whole go to your room and don't come out and tell
2: you what you've done yeah I like hockey I'm a Devils fan I got to see a couple Stanley Cups in a couple good years oh 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 you know and I'm a Nets fan so I see nothing but pain but I think with Steve Nash and now KD and Kyrie and
0: Joe Harris and you know Dinwiddie oh absolutely Karis Overt oh Heard. I, I envy I envy the Nets because
2: that was supposed to be the mixed future as far as your devil's Oh cry me, river. You've seen three cups in nine years. I'm sorry. I I, I it's yeah. been a rough couple of years, though. Every year we're up to the first pick in the draft. It's been a you know, it's been almost a decade since so we've competed.
0: You're not getting you're, you're not getting The good. Islanders had a four peep sir.
2: The Coliseum is one of the best sports places to watch a live game, hands down. Absolutely, and the UBS Arena is going to be amazing because from
1: what I've heard, they're going to emulate parts of what made Nassau amazing, and with the new amenities of what's going on with new arenas, so the Islanders Arena is going to be amazing. It's going to be built for hockey and content. So I honestly cannot wait. It's going to be a paradise. But, Mike, as always, you're the man. I follow you on Twitter. And people who don't follow Michael J. Torres, I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. This guy is great with food, He's fantastic. He's worked on Ball 9. You can see him along with Kevin Curtis and Chris Vitale. This guy is fantastic. give him a follow. Watch his food with his wife, Sarah. He is a great person. Give him a follow. Thank you, gentlemen. I mean, thank you for having me.
0: You know, I, I love I love the stuff you guys put out. Great content. You know, thank any, you, anytime thank you. You, ever, you ever have a hole, man, give me a call. i love hanging out with you guys. You guys are a lot of fun. You know you shit. Thanks, man. Good
2: try, man. No problem. Enjoy the second game,
0: fellas. Hopefully we get a second win. Yes, sir. Crossing my fingers right now. <laughs> guys, that was the wonderful Michael Torres. Um, You know, th- this is something we didn't talk about yesterday because J- James was in his feelings. But uh, Steve Nash is now the new Brooklyn Nets head coach. You know, you got the two stars. you got a bunch of young, talented players. Joe Harris, Karis Revert, etc., etc., etc. So, you know, today on Get Up, um, ESPN Greeny said they have to get to Eastern Conference Finals. Kendrick Perkins, the championship or bust. And I think that's just a little unfair. And Stephen A. Smith also went at the Nets for hiring Steve Nash instead of a black man. And I think this has to stop. Um, like, like, like Kyrie said, NFL is a fair point. But at the end of the day, White privilege stuff with the coaches has to stop. They have to yeah, hire. I disagree with you. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's weird, man, because I,
2: I, where I grew up, you know, I grew up in Jersey, so, you know, and I went to college in the South, so I got to see two sides of it. I got to see, when I grew up, like, everybody just with people. You don't really think about, like, race bumps. But I went to college in North Carolina, and they were racist as fuck down there. And you got to see a whole different side of, like, people, you know. And now I live in Florida, and it just depends on which city in Florida. You know, you go to central Florida, they're a bunch of racists. You go to the coast, they're pretty normal people. So I feel you, man. I I, I like that people are speaking up. I like that people are actually pushing. I like that the NBA, you know, took a night off to, to show their, they mean. Business when it comes to change, but I think the Nash hire had nothing to do with race because I think that hire came from Kyrie and KD. I do. I think that's who they wanted. They've been practicing with him since 2016, and I think that that, that yeah. was in the works longer than
0: people know. I don't, I don't think
2: it had anything to do with race. And then Jack, you know, what was that guy I said? Jackie, the assistant coach who coached us through the playoffs in the bubble this year. Long, you know, he's, a, Long, Long. he's a black man, and he got brought back. The first thing he did yeah. was bring him back as his assistant head coach because everybody knew. Knows he's a good coach. Dude, he, the, the Nets played hard. The Nets played hard for Jonathan. I thought the Nets shouldn't even be in the bubble because
1: basically it was like a bunch of nobodies. And the Nets played hard. They played Yeah, well, was our top five people, and we still made it like, like Like, Durant, Irvin, Dinwiddie, DeAndre, um, Jordan. Like you, like, you missed. And Nevada did. I. Okay, full disclaimer. I'm a Knicks fan. But I love, love, love Karis Levert. I love his game. Don't, he's already this kid. Don't get rid of this kid. This kid is special. This kid got ice in his veins. Don't, don't get rid. Don't, don't get rid of him. If you guys get rid of Levert, it'll be the worst thing you guys have did. I, I'm a fan of Levert. I love his game. I think he's, I think he's fantastic. I, I think the hiring his Nash, I think it's, it's a smart hire from this perspective that they obviously you don't hire a coach without the approval of KD and Kyrie they, they, when you sign two of the top ten players in the league you're, you're doing what they want you're not doing what you want you know what they want and the only way you hire Steve Mads if KD and Kyrie says I right, you know let's do it KD, you have to understand KD was with was on the Warriors with Steve Nash as a
0: consultant who won two titles with them alright I love she look let me, let me ask you this. together in the since 2016. Exactly. So, cares? Let me ask you this. What if the Nets the Nets wanted to hire Greg Popovich and Kevin Durant and Kyrie said no. Do you pass on Popovich?
2: You don't hire because you only have really with options you really only have Two years with these guys. The window's small because they could both opt out in two more seasons. They wasted a year. They had three years with them. You know,
1: so
0: you know, they signed longer deals. They could opt out. So you give them what they want because you brought them there to win. And if they're not happy, you're not going to win. You would really pass up on, on the greatest coach in the NBA just because they say no.
2: I've seen what <laughs> Kyrie does when he's unhappy. He's the most toxic player. He could be he could be the best player in the league. He could also be the most toxic toxic asshole in the league. Yeah, you have to get what he wants. Unfortunately, he's earned the right with his talent.
0: That's cool. Uh,
2: yeah, and, um, and before, before we wrap this up, I got to say I
1: got to say something as the flag man because I'm sick and tired of people using the term white privilege, white privilege. Don't get me wrong. As a blo- I've been wanting to say it, I'm a black and I haven't seen white people because I have in some cases, especially growing up in the suburban area of New York before moving to Jersey. I've seen where it can, it has happened. But all in all, you get hired based on A, the merit of your skills, B, and sometimes who you know and what you know. And with the case of Steve Nash. Entirely because can entirely feel comfortable? And most of this white
2: privilege garbage. Um think of it. Entirely. I I think I think sometimes, you know, we could talk about this all night, but there are situations I think that, you know, unfortunately, uh, the guy from Kansas City, Eric B. enemy, um, I think he got screwed out of jobs that he should have had an opportunity for. Look at the Jets, man. We hired Gase, who is a trash bag, who couldn't even win in Miami, and he gets a second head coaching job, and he's a loser. You but the wire?
0: The enemy, who's done nothing
2: but win, gets a chance to get his first coaching job? That's kind of shady to me.
0: When you have Peyton Manning talk someone <laughs> up, you're going to hire them for that.
2: I know, I know, and that's but still, and Gase, the, the jury's saw out of Gase. He might be good, he might not. We don't know. I don't, I agree he's going to be, I think he's going to bomb out this year and then Joe Douglas is going to buy him, that's what I think. Because, again, Sam Darnold's going to be 25 now, we've had him for a couple of years. And if we, if we don't get somebody who can get him going, you know, we've wasted a lot of fucking, this, this is a big year for Sam Darnold, and i got to say this,
1: because I know that you're, you're a Jet fan, I gotta say this. If Sam Darnold does not show and prove that he can be a franchise quarterback, I mean, he gotta have like a third. He, he gotta show he's the guy. But like you draft him, you don't draft, you don't draft a guy second overall to be an average guy. You a him to be the face of the franchise. That's why you draft him. He's supposed to be the face. He's supposed to be the guy that can win you games. You he's that dude, and if Darby yeah. doesn't show you that that dude, whether it's because of him or Gates, then you not start looking for another quarterback. And, and you gotta get another coaching staff. And
2: I like Douglas. I wouldn't get rid of Douglas. But oh no, Gase Douglas got. Go. I mean, Douglas got a six-year contract for a reason because they couldn't have. He's not going him. anywhere. Yep, but he Gase, is the team. But Gates, Gates is gonna go, and I think that if.
1: Does not get off to a good start, or the Jets are not competing, or Sam is terrible. Then Gates is going to get fired, and we are going to hire a guy that can act, that knows exactly what he's doing. That's what I think is going to happen because the Jets should be competing for that third wild card spot. I'm not saying the Jets are going to make the playoffs, but they should be competing for a playoff spot.
0: They yeah, should. Sure. And uh, Mike. Being, being that you're a Jeff fan, right? And and this may be hard for me to hear, but just be honest with me: How happy were you when Ta- when Tom Brady went to Tampa? Oh, I was happy just to get it out of my division. But again, I mean, look at Tampa with Fournette and all that stuff. Tell me they're not the worries or the, the Super Bowl favorites already this year, man. So yeah. now, how sad were you when you heard that Cam Newton was the Patriots' quarterback? Think. Thinking like, I was happy that Tom was gone, but now the Patriots are relevant again.
2: Do you really think so? Because there's so many people who have opted out, I, I almost feel like they're punting on the
0: season. I mean, look at your, look at how many stars have opted out to not play this year. It's if like they didn't stars. have Cam, I would agree with you. But because you have Cam Newton, that quarterback, who's 29 years old, still talented. And still good. Right. That's that's why I believe they're all in because let's face it, as young as Jared Sittam is, if he's the starting quarterback, the Patriots are not getting past five wins, maybe six, and that's with four wins from their defense, right? But and now and now this, this is this is what also also makes Cam Newton so important, right? They lost three key defensive players, so now if you have that plus Jared Sittam, maybe their defense only wins them two games and and maybe the patriots only win 4. So this makes Cam Newton even more important. So if Cam Newton plays all 17 games, I truly believe the minimum of the patriots win is 10. High ceiling, I think, high I think, ceiling, I think, 12 more eleven. got to stay healthy and that's a big hit. Right, right, right. That, that that's that, that's what I'm basing the win total on if he plays all 17. If he only plays 9, He's he's winning six out of those
2: nine. Yeah, I mean the, uh, the I AFC say, East is not a hard division, and uh, you know Buffalo is the team to beat on paper, but I don't think Josh Allen and his people think he is. He's better than Sam Donald. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, man. The only thing about Josh Allen is every time he's
0: been in a big situation, he's choked. So he's a Josh Allen overthrows guys by thirty yards. Come on, son. <laughs> he's, 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 he's Here's the thing with Josh Allen, he is—he reminds me of an inaccurate Ben Roethlisberger. He's a yes, big dude. he's a big dude,
1: but man, he can't throw. Like, I'll give you an example. He had a chance. He had a chance against the Patriots in Foxborough, win the game when you have a chance to win division. He choked. Playoffs, up nineteen nothing,
0: sixteen nothing.
2: Sorry, sixteen nothing choked. So, yeah, that's, that's a I big red flag work. for me, man. You know, it doesn't matter how good your team is if you can't get the ball to people when it counts. And he hasn't been able to show he could do that in big games
0: yet. All right, guys, as as much as we can go all night, right now we're we're at a buck and a half, and uh, we want people to listen to. So, so uh, let's stop it here, and we'll talk in a couple of weeks. Hopefully the Yankees can have a playoff spot. That'd be fun.
1: because again, you're a great follower and you're a great person.
2: Mm And I'll to meet you one day, because I'll be in Florida next year, so... I'll yeah, the I come, to know, I come up, you guys know I travel for work, so I come up yeah. to
0: Jersey once a month, I just haven't been up there, because I oh, have to man. quarantine right now if I go, but as soon as they remove that, I'll be up
2: there, and I'll let you guys know, and we'll meet for dinner, I like to jump on the train to go to the city for dinner, you know, I have a restaurant in New Jersey and in, in Island, so, you know, if that's
0: convenient, we can come to my restaurant and eat, if not, I'll meet you guys somewhere. All fantastic. Uh,
2: that's uh, great, man. I always tell people, you this, come this, to my restaurant, dinner's on May. You know, that's, that's the perk. <laughs> 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 Can't wait for that,
0: man. But anyways, man, take care, brother. And I hope you Thank you, you so gentlemen. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Yes, sir, man. Take care. Bye. Right.
1: Take care, man.